I'm Micah Sandy. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. It's February 22, 2023. Tonight on WNUR News. Following games from intense Wildcats on field and court, our weekly sports report. More about your favorite comfort media and learn about why a paper cut hurts more than other injuries. Those stories coming up tonight on WNUR News at 6. Thanks for tuning in. Have you ever considered why smaller injuries such as a paper cut or a scrape hurt more than you might expect? Emily Stoll has a story. Ah, the sweet warning sound of an oncoming bike. Unfortunately, the bike that hit me did not have a bell. But if it had, maybe I wouldn't be telling this story. We're not going to talk about who is at fault in my situation, because it won't change that I got a handlebar to the ribs and a rubber tire to the knee. Clearly, I have mixed feelings about the accident, but one question stands out to me. Why did these small injuries hurt so much? It's not like I broke any bones or got more than a scrape. To find out, I spoke with Dr. Apkar Apkarian, a neuroscience professor at Northwestern's Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago. My lab uh, does research on brain mechanisms of pain and of perception in general. To start our conversation on a very broad level, what happens in the body when we feel pain? Fundamentally, right, uh, pain is a, is a subjective perceptual assessment of, uh, of an injury, right? An injury to the, to the tissue uh, activates both peripheral and brain pathways, and if those pathways are activated enough, then you feel pain, and the pain is obviously a protective mechanism to either walk away from that event, to pay attention to that event, to hide from it in a sense. Okay, so the level of pain I feel when I'm injured comes from my brain's assessment of the injury scale. And that pain is my body's way of communicating to me that whatever I just did to get injured is dangerous. But why does a small scrape feel so intense? What else is at play here? I also talked to freshman Phoebe Richa, who is a self-proclaimed klutz. I get a lot of bruises because I'll run into doorways. Like, I'll just think that they're a f- more, like a foot more over to the other side, and then I just run into them. I stub my toe, my pinky toe a lot, because I walk past things very closely. Um, that really hurts. So why do you think these small injuries hurt as much as they do? They're unexpected. I mean, I guess that's with any injury, but like, I don't know, it's also small, so you're like, why does this, this shouldn't be hurting? According to Dr. Apkarian, Richa isn't actually too far off. I think what you are getting at is, in a sense, is the sudden and the sharpness of the event. It engages the organism more acutely, and as a result, the experience seems uh, uh, more extreme. Uh, and it, in a very simple way, the, the organism is is surprised, and the surprise leads to an exaggerated perceptual state, the painful state. The surprise element is also protective, so that you don't keep whatever cutting your finger or pricking your your, your finger. Okay, so when I was hit by a bike, the level of pain from my bruises and scrapes can make sense. 
but if Richa is running into a doorframe multiple times a day or constantly stubbing her toe, why are her pain levels unwavered? Shouldn't her body be unsurprised by now? According to Dr. Epcarian, even if you undergo small injuries on the regular, the body will continue to have a strong reaction because the injuries are independent of each other. When it's a sharp event, you will end up with a bigger surprise event. You know, if you have been living with back pain for many years, the surprise element has gone away, but the suffering component has not gone away. And because of this, a chronic pain may not be as intense as the sharp sensation of a stubbed toe. Smaller injuries may also feel more intense than they should because there is a lack in adrenaline or excitement that might dull the pain in larger injuries. Football players, for example, who in fact have a major injury, they continue to play the game because the game, the excitement of the game, uh, blocks their nociceptive inputs from that injury. And as soon as they, you know, walk off the field, they're in, they're in excruciating pain and they have to be taken to the hospital. The injury-related signal is there, but your brain properties and your psychological state can dramatically modulate your experience. When I was hit by a bike, the state I was in was in no way exciting, nor granting of any adrenaline. The impact, though small, was definitely sudden. My strong reaction of pain was certainly influenced by this factor of surprise, and according to Dr. Apkarian, the strong reaction was also a protective mechanism of my body telling me to never do that again. So I will try my best. Stay safe out there. For WNUR News, I'm Emily Stoll. Phonathon is our annual fundraiser which helps support station maintenance and upkeep, student events, and most importantly, keeps us ad-free. Phonathon goes from 17th to 27th of February this year. Listeners can donate at wnur.org donate. There are various tiers available on the Catalyzer page, each with merchandise perks. Listeners on the Evanston campus can also drop by the Norris West entrance between 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to purchase merchandise. As another jam-packed week for the Northwestern Wildcats comes to a close, another one looms with implications of tournament bids on the line. It's time for this week's NU Sports Report. Hi, I'm Zach McCrary, and it's time for your NU Sports Report this week. A look at what the Cats are up to around the Big Ten. First up, it's been a packed week. First, on Wednesday. Bowie, looking, working, driving inside. Hook is good! Northwestern knocks off their fourth game against a ranked opponent. And then on Sunday... Will the next stop be the top 25? We'll find out tomorrow. 11th Big Ten win for Northwestern. Ties a program record. And find out we did. Northwestern is now ranked 21st nationally in the latest AP poll released on Monday after a nail-biting 64-62 win over then 14th Indiana, followed by a slaughter of a hopeful Iowa team 80-60. The two wins rocket Northwestern further into second place in the Big Ten at 11-5 in conference play, just a game and a half behind number 5 Purdue. But with four games left to go in the regular season, a road to the regular season title, though extremely narrow, is becoming clearer and clearer with each win. The Cats are currently sitting with a double bye in the Big Ten tournament in March as the number two seed, but only time will tell as the Cats take on Illinois in Champaign tomorrow at 8pm on Big Ten Network. Meanwhile, the women's basketball team saw the Minnesota Golden Gophers at home, where they won 76-62. 
Forward Kaylee Walsh led the game with 22 points and 2 steals, giving the Cats their first conference win since January 29th at Wisconsin. They're still at the bottom of the Big Ten standings, 2-14 in conference and 9-18 overall. Their next game will be against the visiting Wisconsin Badgers in Welsh Ryan Arena tomorrow at 6 Central on Big Ten+. Plus. Lacrosse saw their first home action of the season this weekend, and what a lineup it was. Number 14 Notre Dame on Thursday, followed by number 3 Boston College on Sunday. Cats made mincemeat of Thursday's game as attacker Izzy Skane was on her A game, racking up 10 goals and a 17-8 lead in the fourth quarter before pulling her and goalie Molly LaLiberty from the game. Notre Dame went on a nice little run at the end of the game, but it was too little too late as Cats won 18-14. Then on Sunday, the number 5 Cats were on a mission to upset number 3 Boston College. The Eagles came out strong with an early hat trick from Jen Medjid, but Cats kept it close, never down by more than 4 goals throughout the contest. Cats were extremely inefficient on shots and free position shots in the first half, but it was the free position in the second half that gave them the edge, with 5 of their 9 second half goals coming from the free position, allowing them to pull out the win 15-14. Cats are now 2-1 this season. Next for them is a match with Marquette in Milwaukee tomorrow at 5pm on Flow Sports. Finally, the number 14 softball team saw their first action of the season last week at the ACC Big Ten Challenge, where the Clemson Tigers hosted Northwestern, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. In the Wildcats' first game on Friday, Cats were clobbered by the Clemson Tigers, losing 15-2 in 5 innings. On Saturday, they went on to beat Notre Dame 2-0 and lose again to Clemson despite a late rally, 3-2. They closed out the weekend on a high note, dominating the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 10-3. The Cats are 4-4 so far this season. Their next stop is Cathedral City, California for the Mary Nutter Classic, where they'll face opponents Portland State, Oregon, UCLA, Kentucky, and San Diego. Action will take place this Friday to Sunday on Flow Sports. Check online for exact game times. And that's it for the NU Sports Report this week. For more information about upcoming games, as well as how you can watch the Wildcats live, visit www.nusports.com. I'm Zach McCrary, WNUR News. Do you ever find yourself re-watching the same show over and over, even though you have a million other options? Catherine Odom finds out why. After a long, hard day, many of us turn to comfort media to unwind. My comfort TV shows Parks and Rec, Avatar, The Last Airbender, How I Met Your Mother, Gilmore Girls. Shows we return to time and time again to feel joy and nostalgia or to decompress and completely space out. Comfort media can also include movies, Monsters, Inc., Pride and Prejudice, The Parent Trap. Or even music. For me, it's mainly has to do with music and listening more. Music that I used to listen to as a kid definitely serves a similar function and kind of brings me back to a particular moment in time. The old stuff, uh, the Beatles and the Kinks. That's Nathan Walter. I'm a professor at the School of Communication at Northwestern. And my research focuses on uh, media uh, psychology. According to a poll conducted by OnePoll and published by streaming platform Philo, 55% of American adults report comfort watching TV. And I know I'm definitely part of that 55%. My favorite shows to put on and half watch are Arrested Development and BoJack Horseman. I know, 
A show about a depressed, washed-up TV star doesn't exactly sound relaxing, but hey, it works for me. Lately, I've been watching a few minutes of these shows at night before I go to sleep to help me relax. And it got me thinking about what draws us to continue returning to our favorite media. We know that it helps a lot with mood regulation. You know, sometimes when we're really upset or nervous or anxious, going back to something familiar that will make us feel at ease, that will relax us, is something that we do all the time. Chris Dobmeyer is a Northwestern PhD student studying media, technology, and society. What a lot of it comes down to is uh, searching for entertainment gratification. What? How do we feel gratified using or seeking out entertainment? And most of it does relate to what we call uh, hedonic value. So just really want us seeking out entertainment because we want to feel happy. And the past few years have been particularly ripe for the rewatch. Walter worked on a study that tracked people's media diets during the first few months of the pandemic back in 2020. And we did see this increase in people wanting to escape, to watch something that just, you know, feels a purely positive reality, feels a little bit less certain. So you, again, want to go back to something that feels a, a bit more Joe Meyer adds that not all comfort watchers are even fully watching. So, for example, we rewatch Friends. We're usually on our phones as well, or what we call second screening. So, scrolling through social media, maybe even watching other TikToks, other videos on our phone while we're playing these things in the background. Formulaic, low brain power watching experiences can become a sort of background noise for other activities. BuzzFeed even published a list in 2019 of 21 background noise shows that are perfect to work, scroll, or nap to, including Law & Order, That 70s Show, and Bob Ross's The Joy of Painting. We're able to do this because we already know the, the formula of the show. If we missed the beginning, we still can fill in the blanks because we're kind of used to how the show is already going, especially if we're re-watching things. I asked Walter if he thought comfort watching had anything to do with our ever-shortening attention spans or a need for instant gratification. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure because we do, you know, we do also see a constant rise in binge watching, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of the opposite, right? You spend more time watching usually new stuff. It is tempting because, for instance, there's something about uh, following let's say social media influencers or TikTokers, that it's somewhat similar to comfort watching because even though it's not the same content exactly, it is similar, right? So if you follow someone on TikTok, they produce videos, they tend to be, have to have a similar format. I don't know of any research to support it, but, and I'm not sure that it's really attention span. I just feel it's just the dominance of short form videos in our, society at the moment. Dobire was more convinced of a connection between the two. A key ingredient here is um, humans diminishing attention span. And I think this is why we love rewatching shows like The Office, Criminal Minds, um, sort of template or boilerplate shows that have really the same structure for each episode. 
It seems surprising that in a time when we have practically unlimited options all available on our phones and computers at the click of a button, many people still find themselves gravitating toward another rewatch of How I Met Your Mother. We all have experience on uh, any number of streaming platforms where you just just searching for something to watch takes about 20, 30 minutes, and by the time you choose, you're either too tired or ready, you're kind of less excited about watching a movie or a show. And so definitely, I think that uh, there's a paradox of choices. A paradox of choice, meaning that having all of the options right in front of us sometimes makes it harder to choose, and we end up reverting to what's familiar. So what does this mean for the future of TV and movies? Dobmeyer worries that media companies are appealing to our desire for mindless TV and will reinforce our already diminishing attention spans. According to Walter, though, comfort watching is nothing new. I think that every generation has its own kind of bank of nostalgia of the, the type of content that they will go back to. It maybe serves some evolutionary function. Right? People need it. People need it to regulate their mood and the fact that it survived and the fact that people use it more and more and more even today when like you said there's this vast selection of content tells me that it's important and maybe we should you know keep it well in that case i guess i'll continue to indulge in my before bed rewatches of bojack horseman for wnur news i'm katherine Oda. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.24 p.m. Central Time. Now a look at the weather. Expect rain for the rest of today here in Evanston. Winds tomorrow with a high of 42 and a low of 31. Cloudy for the most part on Friday with temperatures around 37 for the most part. Partially cloudy on Saturday with temperatures around the 30s throughout the day. It'll still be cloudy come Sunday, but things should warm up with a high of 47 degrees. Bring out your umbrella for Monday. Expect rain through most of the day, especially in the morning. Temperatures will run warm and reach a high of 52 degrees. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other WNUR News stories on our website wnur.news that's wnur.news find us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts our producer today is nick song and our reporters are katherine odom zach mccrary and emily stoll from all of us here at wnur news thanks for listening i'm micah sandy and catch our special hour-long broadcast this friday from 6 to 7 p.m